Yo, film family, film gods, podcast listeners. Hope everyone is well. Um, I've left this all pretty late. It's Tuesday night. It's late. <laughs> um, I had a lovely day at work with, I think there was four, five film gods podcast guests which is just amazing and i'm seeing more and more of them on set instead of just on a zoom and it's just such a wonderful experience um today's guest it was just such a cracking chat we had such a great time um and even if you don't want to be a choreographer or you don't know anyone that wants to be a dancer it's still a great app just because of how it works and how it happens and how getting into the industry doesn't have to be a very linear process of you know go to uni go to college get a degree go to film school it can just be his story um i can't wait for you to listen it's such a it's it is we had such a great time editing it um i hope you're all well i hope everyone is great and I hope you're all back working. Um, I'm sending lots of love. And until we meet on set, ladies and gents, big love. Let's get started. So, ladies and gents, Film God's family. <laughs> Holy moly, this is going to be great. I love it already. We've been chatting for 20 minutes already, and I'm, I was like, God, I hit fucking record on this stuff. <laughs> so, um, ladies and gents, uh, it's a new, it's a, it's the first person of this role on the film gods. Um, had to be my first shout for him cause he's amazing. Um, and now I've seen him behind the camera and in front of the camera. Hello. Uh, yo, hello. Yo. Come, uh, on. So, come on. <laughs> so what is your name, sir? And what is your role on the call sheet? So my name is Mikey Boats and on the call sheet, I'll be listed as a dancer, actor or choreographer. Boom. So we'll talk, I guess, let's go choreographer first. So what does being the choreographer on a, on a set, what does it mean to you? So a choreographer would be like slash movement director. So in case of how things moving in front of a camera. So it could be uh, when it comes to dancing, organizing, constructing a dance piece to uh, fit what the director's brief is, is needed. So, and for example, if there's like a, a, a dance break, in a certain scene, it's organizing the moves so it looks good and clean on camera, pretty yeah. much. So it's just constructing, making the two step look good and neat. Right. <laughs> you know? And um, what's it? Because and and I guess I'm now up to I don't know when this will come out, but like episodes, episodes kind of like ten to seventy something just kind of flew at me, and I was just doing one a day, da, 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 all the rest of it. And one of the main things that I've loved just finding out is how individual people kind of, especially if your role is creative and coming up with choreography is for me, just feels like such a massive creative role. How do you start that process of figuring out what it is? You know, just, just talk me through your, 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 you know, you, you, you get the brief or you have a chat with the director. What do you, what's the first thing that you start then to do to kind of come up with, with, with a choreography? You know what? It's funny that because choreographing, there's, there's, there's different places. And I always find that from, like, people find there's, when it comes to creating it, it depends where that's. Some people can be locked in a studio and then think, okay, I'm going to do this. Mm. Whereas for me in particular, when it comes to coming up with choreography, 
I find it best whilst I'm traveling. Okay. So when I have when I have my headphones in or I'm driving to a destination or I'm just going somewhere, my my brain tends to wander rather than being told on the spot, okay, cool, then I might need to choreograph something. So I go to a studio, go to a certain place to choreograph. Mm. When I tend to do that, I kind of hit a block. So for me, it's 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 mainly I have to be traveling or doing something which is not too drastic, not too heavy. So that allows me to be like in a, in a place where, okay, what can we do here? You know? Mm. And I usually have a certain track that's playing in my head. So, so for example, if a director's working on something and he's like, okay, I've got this artist and I've got this, this track in particular that we're going to work towards, we're going to create something with, I will have that track in loop. And there'll be a few words that I write down, for example, say, so for example, say the whole lockdown period, whatever, yeah. okay, so. I'll think of a couple of words like trapped or confined, isolation and whatnot. And then with that in my mind, I'll listen to that artist's track and go off and think, okay, when I feel trapped, what do I feel like? And then I'll think, okay, I'll naturally do this. So therefore already I've got something here with my hands. So what I'm doing is have my hands on my chest and kind of like confined, like kind of crossed up. Mm-hmm. And with that, I've already thought, it's movement. It's, it's, I've, I've already created something just mm. from my, my arms. I've naturally done something. Mm. And then from there, in my style of hip-hop, where, it's where you've got something called groove, which is repetitive movement, you would have that, you have your arms, I have my arms here, I make a groove out of that. And that's what will start off. And then from there, I, have, I was going the journey of creating, and then when I feed back to the director or whoever I'm working with, it's a case where, okay, I like this, or I, I don't like this. And then that's where the, the creative juices start flowing and it goes. Nice. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's my process. Because it, it, it kind of makes sense. And I guess it's like every single idea has to start. So it's like, you know, I guess some people like panic looking at, you know, a film like La La Land and go, God, how am I going to... Yeah, yeah, but actually, if you yeah. just break it down into its simplest form, it's like this, the starting point then for you is that listening to the track. And do you actually, I say if you're, you know, for different artists, do you look at past work that they've done and then suddenly go, oh, well, that she likes to... she like Do you, do you look at what they've done and go and see some strengths or see some weaknesses and go, I could use this. I could use that. Or do you just yeah. just want to just train them to do what you need? No, I mean, again, working with artists, you need to make them feel comfortable. Mm. You know, it's never a sense of where you need to apply. Okay. I've got this job. So I'm going to apply everything about me onto them. And then because oh, yeah. uh, at the end of the day, what it is, is a collaborative piece, you know, mm. the artist and then the director has a vision, the artist's gonna have a vision, and the choreographer's gonna have a vision. And they work together to be like, oh, okay, so this is what we can create. So in a sense, I would look at the artist and yeah, I would have to do my research and see what they do, what is their strengths, what are their weaknesses, what are their preferences or what's not. And then I will suppose some ideas to them, say if, if they're interested in something, you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously I'd have a few things that I'd love to try out, but then again, they have to, they have to be willing to do that, you know? So we'll have that conversation and now I'll, I'll, yeah, so there'll be times where I'd use some stuff from beforehand, you know, nothing's original, things come, inspiration comes from somewhere, you know, mm. so you yeah, yeah. see what they, what they bring to the table and then, then see if you can work off that and incorporate that with the ideas that you have, you know, mm. and see from there. So yeah, I mean, it depends, it depends. Like obviously if, if there's a strong idea that I have, I'd be like, look guys, this would be sick. Let's try this, da, 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 da. And, at the end of the day, if they don't like that idea, then you have to be open towards it because that's the whole collaborative process. Yeah. Now, I, I, I just, I, I don't, I guess we've worked now for, 
quite a few years yeah. and we've worked with the familiar boys and on other jobs and all the rest yeah. of it. But I don't actually know, uh, like we've never had, the you know, on a promo, the, the chance to be able to have a proper chat and find out your story. I've never been able to do it. So this is, a, I like, I'm loving the fact that you said yes to come on. And I want to know, how do you, you know, how does it, where does the spark come for being a choreographer? Or was it that you kind of always loved dance and then you just fell into choreography? So just tell me how, what's your story then in? What was that first initial little nugget or seed? And then how did you get to this point? What's that, what's that journey like? So, it's funny, you know, because obviously to get to choreography, you need to be a dancer first. I feel it anyway. I mean, yeah. you know, you have to have your experience in dancing and be aware of your body and how you move for your training or what you do to get to that point. So it's funny because my 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 photo when I started dancing, it was heavily freestyle. Mm. So I, I now did you go to a college or a uni? Or no, it's just I, you with mates, fucking yeah, mates. You know, actually, because uh. I started dance quite late. So I started dancing about say, ah, you know what? About 20 actually I started. But when you say started dancing late, do you mean like as 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 a career path? I was like, yeah. like cause I could probably just picture you being like fucking four years old at a wedding. Yeah, yeah. Like so, smash it, like I, just not coming <laughs> off the dance floor. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It was about 1920 where I thought, you know what? No, it's at 1920 where I found I found that as a hobby that I could take on board. Okay. Yeah. So that's. But it was a passion. It was a hobby before it became a, yeah. a career. Path. And even, at, even at that age, at that, uh, when I was around that age, I was a bit lost. I, mm. I, was, I, I was raised very academically. Mm. Enough. I was, I was actually going to go uni to do business and accounting. Oh my God. Can you believe? <laughs> okay. Can you believe <laughs> business and accounting? Get out of here, man. But um, I can see you just like like you know yes. tapping on the keys yeah. like a to a beat. Yeah, man, you know, just dance away Hello, yes, this is Mr. Boats. Can I um can I get uh, yesterday's spreadsheet accounts up on my desk at uh, by by the end of the day? I was like, nah, no, mate. I'll go. Shimmy no way, cuz you get me. Shimmy no way to these numbers, cuz. But um, nah. So I I I found the hobby around that nineteen twenty where I was uh, I went to this there's this event called Rock Challenge where loads of different schools in your borough will compete and they will become an international comp international competition and then you have oh, other wow. schools and whatever. And uh, I, I uh, that was my way in and I got asked to come to these classes because they saw me mess around in the studio. So I knew I could dance at the time, but I wasn't like, yeah, personally, I was just messing around mm. in it. And uh, yeah, I, I got into it that way. And then I was at sick and that's when I first started learning choreography, choreographed pieces. So learning routines and et cetera, et cetera. But I wasn't ever, so there's a thing called pickup and pickup is how is your ability to learn, um, digest the routine, you know? Like that's, that's the bit for me that I'm like, yeah. some people can't even remember people's yeah, names. Yeah, and yeah. obviously dancers and choreographers, when you see the rehearsals, I've been lucky enough to kind of sit in on a few rehearsals and it's like the ability to be able to remember something that you've instantaneously been shown yeah, yeah yeah and be able to just nail it yeah. like I don't, do you do you have to teach yourself that part of the brain you know or was it, that just something that came i find when it comes to pickup is it's like riding a bike and okay. it just and the bike changes and there's different types of bikes and you just have to adjust to that you know and the more mm. practice you have on that bike the better you become all right so and um, so when when you 
So there's different styles. For example, you can have your your single speed single speed single speed pedal bike, right? You're gonna practice on that. So just say that is a different type of choreography. You're gonna work or style of dance to say. So you, you you the more you practice that, you're gonna eventually get to grips with it and understand. Okay, cool. I've got this piece choreography now. I've got this style of choreography, and now once I've got that, I can actually ride this bike here or. I can ride up in, I can ride it in this street or this terrain or whatever, you know. And then there's another style. So say you're gonna go for your your mountain, unicycle. yeah, your unicycle. Okay, <laughs> you know how to ride a bike. You've done a choreography, you've done it, you've done it before. But now it's a different type of bike, so you're just trying to adjust to what and that. And then mm. this, then once you've understood that, then you can use it on another. Use that, ride your unicycle elsewhere in other terrains or whatever, you know? Yeah. That's how I take it. And I feel like with choreography, for me anyway, is the more you do it and break down the boundaries of thinking about what's the next step, it's just a case of just doing it. Yeah. As you're riding the bike, you don't sit on the bike and go, okay, my bum needs to be here, my back needs to be upright, I need to have the handlebars here and then my foot, and then you have to get your core. You don't think about that when you ride the bike. And the moment you do, you're worrying so much, you feel like you're trying to keep that balance, but you've got so many things in your mind, you lose it. And that's how you make a mistake. When it comes to choreography or learning routines, I feel like once you're in it, it's just, as a dancer anyway, you're gonna be, be aware of your body, you know? So when you're getting taught something or someone's guiding you through something, you're just gonna take that in and be like, okay, cool, my arm goes here, but here, I'm, just, I'm just, just doing it, just doing it. Do you see the picture, like say, do you, do you envisage the pictures in your head of, like say you're when you're dancing and you've got the, the choreographer in front of you and you're learning it, or do you just do you just on the beat are just like yeah right hand up left hand down, or do you see do you see like a map of of the dance routine in your head that you can just quickly go back to? So if they go the second beat in the bar when or in the chorus bit when we do this, is it that do you have to be that segmented or is it just a feeling? You learn the feeling of what the dance routine is and then that's it. It's in your head. Interesting. No. I guess my question is, is like, say if I'm, if I'm, if I've got like 40 supporting cast members, yeah. someone taught me, it's just like, if you've got, if you're trying to remember loads of people's names, don't just kind of go, oh, that's Henry, that's James, that's John. Have something in your head that you can associate to that person or the names. It's like, well, well that's King Henry. So that when you yeah, come to it, yeah. it's not just Henry, yeah. you've, you've given it something yeah. else yeah. to attach to your brain to that, that, you know what I mean? Is there something like that that you need to have? No, um, for me, and this could be a personal thing. It might be, you know, yeah, you, you might just be like, "No, I learn it and I learn it." That's yeah, it. I, I feel, I feel like it's just a case of. I really think it's a case of just in. Some is it's weird to say this, but I don't think of the fact that I need to remember it. Okay. You know, I don't. I don't. Yeah, focus yeah. on the fact that I'm like, okay, I need to remember this move. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. I just feel like just diving in. You don't remember. To, you don't have to tell yourself. I need to put this foot in front of that foot. Yeah, they will guide yeah. you through it. So you just step in it. You just you make those steps, and then once you focus on them steps, you're gonna. Re it's going to be a case of trying to remember, obviously, but that happens over time. That's that mm. depends on the amount repetition. of you go to class repetition, and then it becomes muscle memory. And then, it, mm. for example, when you're doing like a hip hop routine and they, they teach you foundations, there's certain moves like called the monastery or Bart Simpson or or whatever, you're going to do these moves that become repetitive and you begin to know them. So when you learn them in a future routine and someone goes, okay, we're going to do the monastery on this count, you're going to go, oh, I know that, I've done it before. Okay, mm. so I just do it. I'm not going to think, okay, monastery is this. That's the first stage. That's when you first go to class and learn it for the first time. Do you know what I mean? 
So I think it's a case of just diving in and learn that routine. And what's the Bart Simpson? I want to learn the Bart, Bart Simpson. Simpson. So it's like you, you, you kind of, you're kind of, you're taking a slide to one. So you're going to each direction. You can slide to the left and you do a yeah, yeah. slide to the left and you do a bounce, slide to the left, bounce. Or you kind of rock, it's like you do a rock. So you slide and then rock. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you recognize this move. You know, Fresh Prince yeah, Belair. Fresh Prince yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Will Smith's probably done it so many times, like so many moves in there. For example, The Running Man. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 everyone knows that. Everyone knows that, you know. There are, there are certain, so, so many foundations that go, the list goes mm. on, and some of the names. Amazing. But, yeah. So what was that? So you kind of, you had a passion for dancing. You, it, it was a, a hobby. 1920, you kind of started to take it, what, a little bit more seriously? Or was it, was it did it become like, no, a, oh, I can earn yeah. some money and this can be a no, career? You know, so at, nine, at that age, that's when I started, like, oh, I could do this. And then it got to about... At that time, I like I said, I was I was raised like quite academic, and I I, I obviously raising it never had a passion for that, you know. So mm. I was a bit lost. What do I do with my life at this time? Mm. So I worked in retail. Retail. I worked my way up. I worked at uh, a few stores. I worked at Ted Baker in Brent Cross for a bit. And at mm. the same time, whilst I was at Ted Baker, I was training because I guess okay. I found dance. So I was training so much, and then. It was, I had moved to Box Park. Box Park had just opened in Shoreditch. And mm-hmm. I had moved from Ted Baker, well, in between Ted Baker. Actually, no, yeah, I moved from Ted Baker to Lacoste Live, which is like the streetwear brand of Lacoste. And yep. my first store, apart from Carnaby Street, was in Box Park. And I worked there for a bit. And whilst I was working there, I, I was still training a lot. I, I, I joined a few different crews. Even the process, actually, when I first started dancing at 1920, I was doing these classes, uh, these, this competition, I, a uh, um, group of friends from my area, we came together and we, we grew up together pretty much. And uh, we started a crew called PDK, Passion Dance Crew. Ugh. Like, yeah. yeah ugh. Love Passion, it. Ugh. Give you some inside, inside the stuff, bro. Like, <laughs> but yeah, we started a crew there and then that was my first crew. So yeah. Fast forward now into Box Park. So I was I've been dancing with PDK and then uh, um, then a trilogy and uh, the ever present. I've been dancing with a few groups at the time, and then it got to a point where I was like, I, I, I was like, oh man, I don't know what to, I, I don't know what to do really. And the only thing I mm. seem to dedicate my time to is dance over everything that I'm doing. So even in retail, like. Even from the times I went to, I went to uni for one year and I, I don't promote this, but I didn't go to my end of year exam for a rehearsal at Rock Challenge. Which, wow. And the rehearsal wasn't even a, it wasn't even like a last rehearsal for a show. It wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a key rehearsal where some people are coming down. It was just a standard rehearsal. I decided not to go to my exam just to go to that. Amazing. Yeah, which is crazy. Well, that's the dedication. That's when you know you yeah, found so, something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so even when I got to Box Park and I was, I was working out, I, I was like, what do I need to do? I was like, oh, should I just try and work my way up to get a, a managerial role and then work my way up to head office and in the cost or whatnot? I said, no, I, 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 the only thing I'm consistent with is my dance. And then mm. anyway, I, I remember one time I, this, I, I bumped into this woman called Natalie Monroe. And she's a casting director who started up, I think I can say, I think she, she, uh, part of Crumb Agency. So this is before okay. Crumb was Crumb. 
and met Natalie Mar. She she street casted me for a job. For I think it was the, as a dancer. Yeah, for Virgin Media. Nice. And it was at that point, obviously, when I saw the the feed, I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is really, else. really for one day. Yeah. One, okay. For one day, yeah. <laughs> right. Cool. Hello, Lacoste. Yeah, yeah I uh, resigned. Literally. So it was like, it was, <laughs> I was at that point, I was like, you know what, fam? Lacoste, you ain't doing it for me, cuz. I think I'm just going to push yeah. dancing. So I'm. I'll, I'll be in though when this when this check clears. Yeah, though, I'm yeah. going to need. I'm be. <laughs> so I still want my discount. Yeah, yeah. I still want my discount though. Like, you see your jacket now. I want that. Give me the 60%. <laughs> yeah, I love that safe. But um, yeah, it was, like, it was it was at that point. I was like, snap. Where did she see you? Or did you, were you just, it was just the universe just kind of, you were doing something and she was there. Yeah, how, does, so how does that relationship form? Yeah, I was wearing a, a colorful jacket. So I must, I had this blue Lacoste jacket actually. <laughs> and uh, I was wearing it and I think it was on my lunch break. And obviously in Box Park, when Box Park was open, the vibe was just crazy. It's short, it's, isn't it? So like oh, the yeah. summer, and uh, not summer, it was like springish. I had the jacket on and mm. people were playing music outside. It was like a Thursday. So there's like, you know, there's like there's drinks and stuff or events that went on. Mm. So the vibe was popping and I remember going out and I was on my, on like my little break or something. I stood outside the store and um, I was about to go to Tesco across the road. And I, I, so I was dancing and Natalie walked past and she saw me. She was like, oh, hi, I'm, I'm streak. I'm casting for this commercial. I was like, okay, yeah. so what do you do? He's like, oh, I dance. It's because oh, I can see that. I see you doing your thing, like, outside the store. So I said, I Were you? Were you just, yeah, were you just, I was just vibing away, bro. I was just literally like, yeah, man, do the thing, you know, like, this is it. <laughs> and then from then on, I thought she, she got me this job, and then future jobs come in, and she's like, oh, I, I think I was like her immediate source, immediate contact when it comes to getting dances. Yeah, that first phone call. You know nice. what I mean? So that's how I, I, I introduced PDK in, and, and, and few members and few people that I knew for jobs so that could be for her and uh yeah man and then that's that's where it kicked off amazing yeah it's like you know you kind of think you know I guess students or whoever's listening they kind of think it's this like massive you know you've sending out CVs and things and making video actually it was you just with a passion outside your work throwing a few shapes and someone saw it yeah you know it's just it it's just the universe going right okay yeah you've shown a passion you've got dedication let's like not going to your your final year exam for a random well not random but just for a standard rehearsal yeah you've kind of decided it felt like you'd already decided that that was the part that's that's where you're going That's amazing. It's mad because, like, I, just like you said, with that the, the universe calling into it, like, I've, there are many times people would ask me, "Oh, um, I want to get this job. I want to get that." I, I'm a strong believer of just manifesting and putting that energy out. Mm. Full stop. It's like I'm one of my my best. I I come up with all these analogies and all these stories to make, like to explain stuff. That's what I do best, I think. And one of my my one of the things I always tend to say is, uh, when you're lying in bed. And you need a piss. What do you do? You get up and go for a piss. You don't get up and think, oh, you know what? I need to structure my path down the stairs. How am I going to open the door? <laughs> okay, I need to go down the door. Okay, when I get there, I'll do the zip and then I have to lift the toilet. You can just go. Uh, yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Once you put the energy out there that you want to go and do something, it's inevitable that it's going to happen. Mm. You're just going to go for it. So it's it's going to come, you know? The only thing you, oh. can't, you can't control is the journey there. When you're going to the toilet, you might drop down the stairs because you missed a step. You might stack. You might, someone might be in the bathroom. You don't know. Yeah. But you're going to go, go, you're going to go to the toilet. You're going to go for this, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's how, that's what I believe. I feel, I feel like, like the moment I had realized, okay, I'm going to take dance. My energy was just put in that path. And how easy is that, I guess, how easy is that for someone who, you know, I guess you're saying you kind of grew up with an academic path. I would have naturally assumed that the academic path was either, not pressure, but enthusiastic forward movement from family or from school. Mm. How hard is that then to turn around to mum and dad or to your teachers and just go, I'm being a, I want to be a choreographer, I want to be a dancer, I want to be an actor. Is that something that is... Was that just an easy process? No, no, no. It's never an easy process. But no. my, my parents are very, they were kind of lenient. They were just very like, okay, my do what you want. But obviously when I told them that, they were like, no, get, my mom, get yourself a real job, man. Be a doctor. Which is sick. I mean, yeah, if you want to be a doctor, be a doctor is amazing. But no, you know? And I feel like yeah. the best thing, I mean, it's always hard like trying to, let them see clearly and, and obviously what parents want to do is protect you, you know? So, mm. I mean, what I was going to say is that the best thing for, is for them to see it, you know? Nice. But even to get to that point is there's, they're, they're going to be, they're, you have to realise they're going to be so protective over you. So they're going to, they're going to say everything else that's probably going to protect, like get you the money, get you a job, get you some stability mm. uh, over just going into it. But for me, and well, how did you show them then? So what did you? How did you? you no, know I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, it was my dad seeing reading the newspaper and seeing me in that, seeing me in a, in a, in a, in a have a page spread there. Oh, or my mom's flicking. What was that for? Um, I think this was this was for I can't even remember now. It was it was like a little dance, street dance three D film. Okay, a little a little image. It wasn't the main image. It was probably like my my head. In, in like you know, you got the That's my boy. And then you got the That's my boy. Uh, just smiling there. <laughs> it, was, it was something like that. But um, you know, it's the stuff that I got like from them trying to get. I mean, they never came to much shows, and I, I never openly, mm. I never vocalized my shows to them, my live performances, which was which is a shame. I mean, that's something I'd, I'd like them to see, but. Mm. Like I said, when it comes to showing them stuff, they start to see my, my TV work. Mm. Flick through channels, or they'll have their friends told me, oh, I saw Michael, I saw, I saw Michael on TV the other day, or I saw him in this billboard, or I see him here. And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. And then there'll be the same people telling me, oh, Mike, you need to get this job. And I'll be like, yeah, but that job pays this. I got that from a month's work. And then like, oh. Not to brag about the financial stuff, but that's what they were heavily talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, really. yeah. You know, so when I've got something to show show to them about this, they'll be like, "Oh, yeah." He's not just eating beans and toast, living in a tent. Do you know what I mean? I'm it's like, like yeah. it's, it's a living. Yeah, and I'm I'm working I'm working for that. I'm working for that. This is what I want, and I've been through opportunities and through certain chapters. I've seen certain things that have come my way, and I'm like, "Oh wow, this is possible." And like I said, through being raised academically or being in a school environment, it's never shown to you that way. It's mm. never it's never shown to you that way. Which is, is that useful background though to have if you're going to start a business like you know say PDK having that kind of 
creative side, but having that little bit of the brain is just like, we've got to make this, we've got to do that. We've got to be on point with all the, you know, does, does, does having a bit of, having a bit of non-creative help with the business side of getting into 100%. this? 100%. That's where I feel like you have to be appreciative of everything you go for at the same time, you know? Like, I mean, school was school was fun for the social side, but there's loads of stuff in school I hated. Whereas now, there's stuff I look back on, it's like, oh my God, I would not be able to manage myself properly if I didn't manage this at school. You know, not saying that, I mean, there's, there's so many arguments of talks about the school that teach enough, which is true. I, I agree that the schools, the system doesn't teach us as near enough what you should be doing. Stuff like taxes, for fuck's sake. Yeah, real life stuff. Pythagoras is there. I've never choose that. What? Come on. Imagine if that you just created a dance, right? The next dance move you create, you just got to call it Pythagoras. It's going to be like about angles. Yeah. This is an obtuse. This is, this is acute. This is the 90 degree angle, you're. <laughs> um, yeah, bro. Like, I'm guided that no one can see this because you've been dropping shape. I'm like, they're only going to be hearing us like, doing like David Brent noises. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. So look, I know that you're a busy man and you've got loads to do and I, I'm, I don't want to kind of, I want to make sure that I get some of the questions in because- Yeah, fire them. You know, they're there. So what would you like, there's loads of questions and I'm, we touched based on loads of stuff and I love, the, I love your story because it's, for me, it shows, it shows have a passion, follow it and it will at some point if you believe in it enough happen and it could be that you're at your work and you're outside but did you have i guess was there a moment on set that you suddenly went fuck this is real i'm a dancer or i'm a i'm a proper you know choreographer this is my life now have you had that kind of or when did you have that moment yeah i i'll be honest with you you know what it was there were moments I had last, you know what, last year, I mean, those of my friends that I speak to as well, they always hear me saying this, it's last two years, 2018, I think, actually, where I had things start to flow mm. a lot smoother. So like I said, the industry is not easy. I was just trying to make your money and, and trying to survive in it, you know? And then it got to a point maybe two years ago where I had some stuff keep coming through just from the stuff I'd achieved. And then, and then some of the, some of the, the high, the jobs that I never, not, I, I would never, I won't say I've never thought would come, but you don't see it coming until you're in it, you know? Mm. And then some of the jobs that I gained, I was like, bro, this is real now. So with PDK, my, my family, my, my team back in the day when we used to train in the studio, this one again, my training days. You should say this, oh, I can't wait till I'm doing this. Well, I can't wait till we're doing this together because we're so driven in what we want, you know? And because you're in that goal set, you're on your way to the toilet to go for a fish. You're just going, yeah. just going. And then next minute, you find yourself doing something. You're like, I remember saying this. How many years ago? I remember saying this. And I, my, my, my thought process and everything has not swayed off that. It's just because I've naturally I've put it out there to the universe. Mm. It's going. And, uh, I'll be doing this, this a certain job and then next minute, coming early at the beginning of 2019 when I went to Paris, I was there for uh, two, three months, two months. And I did one of the biggest shows I've ever done. It was like an arena show for this artist called Milan Farmer. 
who is humongous and I didn't know anything about her. You know, one of the, it's another case of this thing, you don't realize you're doing it until you're there, you know? Yeah. And uh, like phenomenal. It's one of the, another thing where he's like, as a, being from the UK, you always think of American artists or whatever, but you don't realize that other huge artists out there. And I remember doing this job and being on stage and there's like fans for this artist, people camping on the tenting outside the arena, like weeks and end and blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying, there in the arena on, on stage, like sitting on the stage and thinking about, well, when I called up for this job, I didn't think anything of it. I thought, oh, it's a job in Paris, sick, but nothing that, it was not gonna be, you know, it was like another job, I'm going for it. And then I'm realizing, well, I'm like, you need to be fucking grateful. This is, this is nuts. And on top of that, I'll be rehearsing in, rehearsing on the arena on stage. I'll be on a scooter riding around the arena to go get myself a coffee or something. And then I'm realizing, wow. this is my job. Yeah. This is what I'm doing for fucking for a living, you know? And I'm like, yo, yo, really? Like, rah, like, bro, you, you, you're here. And you don't think about it, because in the moment, I'm just like being an idiot, like just being typical Mike, and oh yeah, I'm just doing this job in it, like last and stage, I'm two steps, you know? But <laughs> this is what I do, this is it. I've, I've yeah. wanted this, I've, ch I've chased this, I've, I've worked so hard to get this out there. And, that's when it hit. I was like, right, you're, this is it. This is, this is you. You wanted this. What's that like? Like, what's that like being on stage? So I grew up music. Yeah. Yeah. In multiple bands, yeah. school bands, all the rest of, of it. Of and the, probably the, the biggest crowd that we would have played in front of was, I don't know, 200 people. Which still, I say 200 people, like for someone that's never been on stage, yeah, you're like, fucking hell. Is it? But, but 200 people, I'm like, okay. And I'm still, like, even just now getting a little bit of good yeah. be just thinking about that rush of yeah. walking on stage and seeing Like, what's that like being on stage in front of, how, so how big was that? How many people were in second, the ball? I think I was the second biggest closed, closed arena in the world. And that was oh 45,000 people, 45,000 Oh my God. Um, yeah. What? It was nuts, bro, bro. <laughs> oh my god you know what that's ridiculous so you know when you meet someone that's got full of energy and you get that you get that good like but yeah, yeah. So they, you're bubbling it's, yeah yeah it's, you're, it's, you're vibing off you each get other that energy like me and you right now yeah. we get to be the we vibe yeah yeah so when you're in the arena imagine that times forty-five thousand. oh yeah. my god it's so overwhelming and you think even compared to the artist because the artist is they're, they're the reason why we're here now, you know. They they yeah, yeah. together and they wanted to put on a show and they got dancing to fill up that show, you know. Mm. You think for me anyway, the first night when the when the, the curtains come up and then the lights, the house, the lights hadn't fully been on, so you see the first front couple rows. We were standing there on stage, and the next minute the the drum kicks, drum kicks in, boom, 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 the song. Next minute, the lights come up, like these lights come up, and then you can see a sea of people. There's, oh. for me anyway, there was a, this waft of energy just hit. And it's like a single, like single swim moment, you know? Yeah. And your heart is like, oh my goodness. <laughs> this is the nutsest thing. And I'm, I'm there trembling. And there's, I'm, I remember there's this, in my earpiece, there's like a count. And obviously it's in French. So, and it's like I need to make my, I need to make my first step. I'm thinking in my head, and this is the moment. This is again talk about choreography and stuff. 
It's just being yeah. in your performance, being in that in your yeah. choreography, being in that moment, being present in what you're doing. So in that time, my step, I'm stepping on the fifth camp, okay? And then I'm there. I'm not, I am no longer present in that moment now because I'm present in here, you know? Mm. I'm not thinking about the choreography. I'm more, I'm more likely to make a mistake now, you know? Because I'm here. I'm not in it, you know? So it's just there, like, oh my gosh. Uh, uh. And it's, it's the process of making that energy there become one with the dance, you know? Mm. Where there's, a, there's, a, there's a cause for a reaction. The reaction for you to perform the best because you've got all these people looking at you. You're using that energy to like, oh my God, rah, I'm gonna give, you know, you wanna give it to them rather than, rather than thinking about, okay, there's so many people and then they've got my steps. So in that moment, I'm sitting like, oh, shit. I could have frozen completely. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my God, this is amazing. But then at the time I was like, okay, Mikey, then you're like, come on, let's just go. All right, five, boom, let's go. You know, and you, then you, and you just have to just go and that energy, it's like, it's, you, it's, it's a cycle, you know? Yeah. You, they give you that energy, then you channel it into your energy, you give them 100%, and you send that back, and it comes back at you, you know? That's it. It's oh, whoa. I kid, I'm like, I'm even, I'm feeling it yeah, now. I'm, I'm, there. Moment, I'm on stage bro. with you. <laughs> oh, God. Well, look, that's, oh, mate, I, lo I love it. I yeah. Love it. I just love it. Yes. Now, go on. So we got, oh, God, I'm like, I'm running out of time. No, let's, subject, it right. no, 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 let's do it. No, no, let's do it. No, no. But that's it. Cancel your recce. You're not working today. We're just going to do a four-hour yeah, podcast. No, I can't go to recce, man. Let's just do it. So that's it. Podcast, <laughs> film gods. Um, what, so um, I've got like, I, I feel like I've got two more questions. Yeah, 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 fine, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to ask the rest. I won't ask the no, rest because good. I've had too much fun. I don't, need, I don't need to be like, yes, on the 16th of March. <laughs> is what that's like. I don't need that. I don't need the dates. I don't need it. But so I'm going to finish with um, advice for younger self and then your shout outs. So do you, you know, where you're at now with the experiences that you've had, being on stage in front of 45,000 people, would you have any, like, and, and I'm, I'm kind of half asking the question, but half kind of realizing that actually you're fucking known and you've probably done everything that you thought was right at the time. But would you have any, like, do you have advice for your younger self? Everything's not that deep. Mm. That's my advice. Nothing. Everything's not that deep. If as long as you enjoy it, do it. That's it. Like you enjoy, enjoy, enjoy doing what you do. That's 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 it. Like I, the, yeah, enjoy doing what you do, cause like honestly, that's it. That's honestly, it. There are yeah. times in this in this work, you worry about okay, I need to be able to do this job for this person. I want to get choreographed for I don't know, again. Talk about another experience when I did uh, a job for Jay Balvin and Bad Bunny. Um, mm. Huge job with Colin Tilly, who's an inspirational director who's from the US, who's done amazing things. Did Kendrick Lamar and blah, 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 blah. When he had hollered me for that, this was just after Paris as well. Another moment, and I'm like, oh my God, this is my life. But anyway, amazing. being on set then, because I had, there was not much prep time for that. And luckily, thank God, I managed to go. I was out there on, on set with the boys, the PDK family, and uh, in the moment, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, shit, uh, he's asked me to do something. Boys, what do I need to do? Like, fuck, da 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 da. You see, all, all, all of a sudden, the years of experience or training, forgetting that I've been on stage in front of how many people, whatever, just goes, you're like, oh, oh I'm not going to be good enough. Da -da. No, man, you are good because you've done this. This is what you wanted. You've got to this point. Enjoy it. Do what you do best. It's not that deep. You don't need to think about, oh, this guy's probably thinking, because. 
Really and truly, they're probably not. You know? Oh, they've hired you because you, you do what you do, isn't it? You, you do what you do. Yeah, so enjoy yeah. it. Enjoy it. So, and then and, and just give it your all because that's life. You're supposed to live your life and enjoy it. So, you know, enjoy life by enjoying you, enjoying yourself, you know? So. I feel like I could be doing like a whole hour of just you kind of dropping yeah, the <laughs> Right. Well, look, dude, I'm going to give you the film girls round of applause. We're over it. So, me in, bro. I'm gas. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be doing this. I love it. Well, this is it. Your whole career has led to this moment. You're done. That's it. Fine. I'm you, done, you, there is no more. There is no, this is the peak. I'm taking, this is the peak. I'm taking, I'm, Everything after this. I'm taking golf up now. That's fun. <laughs> I'm taking golf, golf. That's a I might go with I'll go play golf yeah, we'll in the hips in the hips you know I got that baby you know I got <laughs> <laughs> right well look I love thank you so much for coming on thank you for giving us your time thanks for giving us an hour of you know lockdown's kind of releasing it's getting yeah, you know, it's you're getting busy now. everyone's getting yeah. busy so I'm, I'm just really thankful for that you, you could kind of squeeze in some time yeah so always end of the app is my is you know the only way that I can repay you with thanks is to give you the platform to kind of give shout outs to people and projects and things and this is your time. So anyone that you want to shout out to, um, go. Shout out to yourself. It's just cool. Appreciate it. Namaste. Um, Thank you, brother. Sasha, the Sashinsky. Bringing us my guy G. Yeah, yeah. Um, my family PDK PDK Entertainment. To the, to the death of me, North London, PDK. Um, oh, there's enough people. There's enough people. Lauren, Pietro, Lole, listen out. The other half. The other half. The, the better half. The better <laughs> half. Yeah, G. Um, shout out to everyone, man. Enjoy life. That's it. It's cool. Let's do this. <laughs> Sweet. Well, look, ladies and gents, thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you for keeping on listening, Film Gods family, you know, after lockdown has gone. And if whatever, whenever you're listening, these kind of episodes with these kind of people, for me, transcend time. So you could listen to this in five years. What, we're 2020 now. You could be listening to this in 2025, in 2030. The stories, the, 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 the facts of life will still remain the same in 10 years time, in a hundred years time, if you have a passion that isn't a norm and your parents and your thing and all the rest of it and all the, are trying to push you into one direction, but you know that's not right for you, it's better that you fail at something that you love doing or give your all at yeah. than ending up in 40 years time with a life of regrets. And that's, and this is what I'm taking from, what, from your story so far. And you're only at the fucking beginning. Yeah. Like, this is it. You've got the rest of your life. Like, you've trained hard. You've done everything that you thought was possible to get you where you are. So I'm like, it's an inspiration, dude. No, it's no. an inspiration because you've made, you've made it for yourself. You've done it yourself. And, you still learning. and you're still, we're all still we're learning. Still as learning. soon as someone tells me they know, oh, I'm like, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, nah. Yeah, done. Yeah, I'm still a baby. Nah, I know everything. Yeah, I'm like, no, nah, you don't know. Yeah. Um, Dunning-Kruger effect, man. But yes, look, thank you so much for your time. Ladies and gents, thank you for listening. I love you. It's going to be a great day. You're going to have a great life. It's going to be an amazing, amazing time. Um, we're very, very fortunate and lucky to be alive. So ladies and gents, big up, big love. And until we meet again, that is a wrap. So that was a chat with the king or queen in the game. I give it a shout at the end so you all know the name. It's the Film Gods Podcast. The what? The Film God Podcast.